Shuffle cane poles sitting down by the creek. Lines in the water, watching those bobbers, seeing that red sun sink. Mama's on the porch, yelling, supper's hot. Y'all come and get in. We yelled five more minutes. At 16, it was 12 on three, standing at her front door. And Katie's dad said midnight, but we needed just a little more. Yellow light flipping on and off, interrupting that good night kissing. Plaza Direct King's Court starts now.
Well, I've won and lost against the best. This old road's been a hell of a test. I'm still driving. I ain't slowing down. There's rules I'd love to break and bend. Mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. So far, man. No laying up, no holding back. Morning, St. Louis, at all parts. North. South, east, and west, we welcome you in. This is the Window World, King's Court, right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com. We welcome you in every morning to our live broadcast. And, of course, you can hear the podcast here on our website or Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, Anchor, any place that you listen to podcasts. You can find us. We're there. We will be there for you. Our phone lines are always open for you, so... Give us a call when you want, 636-538-0746, 538-0746. A little bit later on this morning, John DePriest will join us from the Sunset Hills Country Club at Edwardsville. He's got a military event, a charitable event coming up, and uh, we want you to know about it, how you can participate, and how you can support the great causes that John supports through his events at the Sunset Hills Country Club in Edwardsville. It's a great place, great people always supporting the military. Tomorrow on the show, in the 8 o'clock hour, Graham Spanier will visit with us. Graham Spanier is the former president of Penn State University. He was the president when the Sandusky scandal hit, and he was caught up in it and was summarily fired, along with some other administrators at Penn State, none of which should have been fired, none of which did anything wrong, none of which broke any laws, all of which followed their protocols. But politics came in. Yes, sirree. Anytime you have a board of trustees that is hopelessly corrupt and political, anytime you have governors that are the same, you have problems. And Graham Spanier will share his story with us. He has written a book. It's called In the Lion's Den. Wonderful guy. Got to know him through this scandal and uh, know all about what went on. And his book is wonderful. I think you'll enjoy it if you get a chance. In the Lion's Den, if you want to hear the true story of what happened at Penn State. And not the free report that was written by former corrupt FBI Director Louis Free. Just another in the long line of FBI directors that are corrupt in this country. My God, the top law enforcement agency in the country has been riddled with corruption since its inception. And it doesn't get any better. It's worse today than it's ever been. And the rank-and-file agents at the FBI are just as bad as the corrupt leadership. They continually attack American citizens who've done nothing wrong. And they've done it again. Cleo mentioned it yesterday when he called in on the show. Last week, FBI agents raided dozens of American citizens' homes. What for? You're going to hear from one of them this morning, and you won't believe her story. But you'll hear it. There's so many things that are dangerous in this country going on right now, all because the distinct minority of people 
these liberal lunatic psychopaths have all of the rest of us bowing and catering to their every wish. They redefine words, mother, for instance. Bizarre, but they've done it. And somehow we go along with it. We don't resist. Now, we do here on the show, but the general population just, uh, so what? And they continue to keep incrementally infringing on our rights. And then they say, rights? What do you mean rights? You mean the right to kill your neighbor because you won't get a vaccination? This is the kind of stuff they respond with. They hate you. They hate me. They hate everybody that doesn't agree with their warped viewpoint of America. And it's warped. In fact, it's beyond warped. It's sickening and it's disgusting. But they're not going to change. So the only way to change that is to change them and get them out of office, get them out of power, remove them permanently from any position of power. Because if we don't, this is the America you'll live in for the rest of your life. You like this America? If you do, you're insane. You must also like Russia or China, North Korea. Maybe go live there. You live under the same kind of authoritarian rule. That's what they want here. They're not completely there yet, but they're getting very close. It's a police state right now controlled by a corrupt FBI. So I always say, if the war breaks out here in this country, and that's what they want, the key will be, where's the military come down? We know where the FBI comes down. They're against us. We know that. We know the Department of Justice is against us, the citizens, who've done nothing wrong, but they want to eliminate you and ruin your life if you don't pay homage to their insanity. And they're insane. Dictators usually are. But that's where it stands today, and it's scary stuff. It is incredible to me that with no evidence of any wrongdoing, the FBI is raiding people's homes simply because they might post something on social media in support of Donald Trump. That's why they're raiding their homes. With monumental evidence, overwhelming evidence, against Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family, not one indictment, no mention of it in the media. The New York Times didn't even see fit to mention that Sunday was the commemoration of September 11, 2001. The New York Times didn't even mention it on their front page. It wasn't deemed worthy enough to them. Pretty incredible, isn't it? Not a single mention. Scary stuff. The truth has come out about the Duke lacrosse, or excuse me, the Duke volleyball player, the black 19-year-old girl who accused a special needs white kid of calling her the N-word repeatedly during a volleyball match at Brigham Young University. Based only on her word, the special needs young man was removed from the arena and banned from coming back. Fortunately, someone at BYU developed a conscience and thought, maybe we should investigate this. It's pretty bizarre that this volleyball match was televised. It was a packed auditorium, and no one even looked in the general direction of where this kid was. Now, if he were indeed yelling that every time she served, she said, wouldn't people have looked around at him? 
Wouldn't someone have said, hey, knock it off? Of course they would have. So nothing about this made sense. And yet, you're going to hear how the most dangerous group of people in this country, the liberal media, ran with it as fact. Just one more time that they have lies blow up in their face because they're pathetic, lazy, cowardly, on-the-take liberal media refusing to ever investigate facts and so happy to run with a story that creates more racial division in this country because that's what they're in it for. The media are willing accomplices to the crimes that the Biden crime family, the Clinton crime family, the Obama crime family, the Bush crime family, that they've all committed. The media willing accomplices. They hated George W. Bush, remember, but now they like him because he's one of them. They hated Cheney, but now they like the Cheneys because they're one of them. As long as you come around to them, they dig you. But if you don't, you've got the crosshairs aimed right at you. You're in their crosshairs for good. Cleo's right. So you're going to hear about that this morning and what Jason Whitlock has to say about it. There's so many areas where they're trying to take away this country from us. They're calling you terrorists, domestic terrorists. They call you that every day. They call you semi-fascists every day. The media jumps in and says the same. Heels up Harris. All of a sudden is everywhere. So is Hillary Clinton. Hmm. I wonder if those two wenches are going to try to battle it out for the presidential nomination in 2024. Beast is making an appearance out of nowhere. She's on every television network in the country, except Fox. She wouldn't dare go there. Somebody might ask her a real question. Other than, who's the gutsiest woman you know? Miss Gutsy herself. But we are living in a country whose government regards us because we disagree with their views as the enemy of the state. Now, if you've ever seen that movie, Enemy of the State, with Gene Hackman, you have seen what we are today. And that was chilling. Dangerous. We thought, man, would that be awful if that ever happened. It's happening. It's happening. It's not going to happen. It's happening. Right now, to every one of us who dares to disagree, if you come around to their way of thinking, well, then you're fine. Remember back when Al Sharpton started to promulgate the lie about Tawana Brawley? He lied. The media lied. Did anybody have to pay a price for that? No. Because Al Sharpton is a member of the protected class. He's one of them. I don't know how anybody with any sense of right, wrong, and fairness, dignity, character, could ever work for someone like MSNBC. I don't know how you could even bring yourself to do that. If you have any of those qualities, they don't have any. None of the qualities and the character traits that we would love to say we have, none of them have any of them. So all of those stories and more, 
And we want to remind you that Green Envy is a lawn service. They service my lawn, my bushes, my shrubs, trees. They will take care of it all for you at a price that everybody can afford. They're not breaking the bank on you, but boy, do they deliver results. Green, thick, lush grass during the summer when other lawns are baked brown. Mine wasn't. And believe me, I don't do much watering. I don't have a green thumb, but that's why I call Green Envy. 636-757-1600. 636-757-1600. They'll come out and take care of all of that for you. My trees and uh, bushes and shrubs got sick. No doubt covid and Green Envy was able to cure that in a heartbeat. 636-757-1600. Well, let's talk about Lisa Gallagher, shall we? She's a housewife, children, married, goes about her daily American business, just like everyone else. Trump supporter. Posted on Facebook a supportive comment about Donald Trump. All of a sudden, last week, Her daughter came running into her bedroom one morning, and I'll let Lisa Gallagher tell us. Were you scared? I was terrified, and I'll be honest with you, when my daughter woke me up telling me there were three armed FBI officers at my door, I thought she was joking, and I immediately tried to throw clothes on. I called my husband. I was crying. My knees were shaking, and even though I knew I'd done nothing wrong, after seeing Joe Biden's speech the night before, I thought, oh, my God, this is political. And I was frightened. I truly thought, they can take me out of here in handcuffs. And I thought, I'm in my bedroom. I thought, am I not coming home? So I went outside, and I said, gentlemen, you're scaring me. And they proceeded to tell me that they were given an anonymous tip that I was at the Capitol on January 6th. This is two years later. Two years later, an anonymous tip. By the way, their guns were drawn. Can you imagine what the neighbors must think? So they're doing their damnedest to ruin this woman's life, her husband, her kids, and they don't care. They don't care. These Nazis, this Gestapo FBI does not care. And every one of them that works for them are under the same umbrella. Because if if you're not, you'd quit. No person with any sense of right and wrong would work for this FBI. No one. You'd get out and you'd go to work for a local law enforcement agency before you'd ever work for that corrupt-ass Gestapo. That means you're a Nazi if you work there. And I hope you're listening. I hope somebody in the FBI is listening. You're an effing Nazi. And you should just go over to Berlin and start clicking your heels and goose-stepping your way down the street because that's what FBI agents are. They're Nazis. Every effing one of them. No exceptions. Because you're gutless if you work there and you disagree with their corruption and you stay there. You're gutless. You're a willing accomplice. It's a freaking job. You can find a job anywhere else. If you work for the FBI, I can guarantee you that any law enforcement in any city will hire you. Go to Florida. They welcome good cops there. But that's Lisa Gallagher's story. Some 40 other people were harassed by the FBI. She called the FBI after these agents left her house to make sure it wasn't some gang of hoodlums that came to her house. And they told her, yeah, that was was the FBI. They were FBI agents. 
because they got an anonymous tip that she was at the Capitol on January 6th. Not that she did anything wrong, mind you, but just that she was there. And by the way, she wasn't there. She wasn't in Washington, D.C. at all. When she asked who the anonymous tip came from, the FBI wouldn't tell her. Well, I can tell her. It came right from Merrick Garland. Joe Biden. That's where it came from. Whoever they have scouring Facebook pages for Donald Trump supportive statements, that's who the anonymous tip is. If you're not scared now, you should, you'll never be scared. And I mentioned this story about the Duke volleyball player. Here's how the media described that claim that this black 19-year-old girl made thanks to the encouragement from her godmother and father, both of whom are racists. She's black. The special needs kid was white. And here's how the media, quote-unquote, covered the story. They never investigated it. They never made a single phone call. Here's what they said. A Duke volleyball player is speaking out after she and other black teammates were called racist slurs and threatened during a match against Brigham Young University on Friday. A volleyball match between Duke and Brigham Young University turned ugly after one Duke player was heckled with racist slurs. Racist slurs hurled at a Duke volleyball player during a match at Brigham Young. It's not just the abhorrent racist attacks that Rachel Richardson and her fellow African-American volleyball players endured. Richardson was not only called the N-word every time she served during a game against BYU. She was threatened, and she said she was made to feel unsafe in a crowded gym. In a crowded gym. Ooh, all the white people were going to come down and attack the black girl. That's what was going to happen next. Who would believe that crap when you first heard that story? I started laughing at it when I first heard it. I thought it was nonsense. I thought somebody was making something up. And it turned out they were. But if you heard every word of that... You didn't hear one of those media charlatans say, even say the word alleged. It was a done deal to them. This woman endured racial heckling. She was threatened. She was harassed, not allegedly harassed. She was harassed. A volleyball game turned ugly when a black girl was harassed with racial slurs, except none of it's true. Now, the real question will be, what happens to the girl who lied? Anything? I think we already know the answer to that. Will Duke take any action? Will Duke suspend her from the team? Will Duke suspend her from school? You can bet your ass they won't. They'll do nothing. If you turn that around and that was a white kid accusing a black kid, of racial slurs, and it was untrue, the white kid would be gone. Gone. Jason Whitlock is black. Jason Whitlock, who makes a lot of sense. Did this story ever make sense to you? This story never made sense from day one. It was obvious this young woman's godmother with her own racist past over social media concocted, exaggerated this. And for the media to jump on it, it's... The reason why they do this, why they jump on these fake racial incidents is because they don't want to cover the real racism, the anti-black racism that they supply endlessly. To have a political party 
basically preached to black people, you must abandon your religious faith in service to the Democratic Party. You must hop on board with every satanic movement, abortion, kill your baby in the womb, transgender your child, mutilate them physically, cut their breast off, cut their penises off. You must hop on board with all of this, abandon all of your religious faith in service of the Democratic Party. If you understand the history of black people, there's nothing more racist than that. Carpe diem, Jason Whitlock. There's nothing more racist than that, what these liberals do and what they force you to do in order to survive in this country now. And I wonder about Jason Whitlock and what he thinks. Does the media ever want to talk about these made-up scenarios? They want to talk about these make-believe scenarios that never made an ounce of sense. This game was televised. This volleyball match was televised. No one made a sound. No one looked in the stands. No one acted as if anybody was being heckled racial slurs. This was a game of telephone between this 19-year-old girl and her godmother, and the media just ran with it. It never made an ounce of sense. And and, and we sit here, and, and I just want this young girl, people are like, well, why would she lie? Why wouldn't she, if her godmother has gassed her up and her godmother's a racist, be this type of accusations, groundless accusations is what got Emmett Till killed. And at BYU, they originally accused a special needs young man of doing this without any evidence based off this woman's word, this 19-year-old woman's word, her godmother who wasn't there, and her father who wasn't there. They gathered up a lynch mob and blamed it on this 19-year-old kid. These guys don't want to end racism. They want to cover up their own racism and then impose racism on people they don't like. That is exactly what they do. That's what liberals do, especially the liberal media. They don't like you. They want everything to be race. Everything has to be racist because, after all, we're a nation of racists, especially you white people. And, of course, the woke white people, they really don't like racists. Ooh, all those white people. How about Acosta who started that media montage? It happened as far as he's concerned. Not only happened to her, he said, it happened to her teammates, her black teammates. No, not one of them even said it happened. But Jim Acosta says not just one black woman had to endure this, but all of her black teammates. He just made that up. That wasn't even alleged. But he decided to make it up. You cannot believe a single thing that you hear on these networks. You can't believe a word of it. Everything's a lie. And they're never held accountable. None of them ever lose their job for their lies. None of them. When I was growing up in this industry, if you lied like that and you were found out, you were gone. Not only were you gone from the station you were working for, you were finished. You'd never get another job. Ever. And you shouldn't. When you make up lies, especially dangerous lies like this, that can stoke a lot of anger, resentment, which is what they want to do. That's what liberals are all about. They don't have anything else. If they had a set of policies to run on and talk about, they'd do it. But they don't have any. Like Whitlock said, 
They want to impose their racism on people they don't like. And so that's what they do. And it was very interesting to hear him say that's what got Emmett Till killed in Mississippi. These kinds of lies, it's incredible. But they're dangerous in many ways. They want to use stories like this to distract us all from their ineptitude. Ted Cruz, what issues are racking the country, and do you think the liberals are paying attention to them? If you look at the issues that that, that are racking the country, that are hurting Americans across the country, you have, number one, inflation. The Democrats have no plan for inflation other than to make it worse, to spend trillions more and drive inflation up even more. Gas prices, they have no plan to reduce gas prices other than to make it worse by hammering American oil and gas production. Crime, they have no plan to reduce crime other than to make it worse by continuing to support radical leftist DAs and leftists who try to undermine, defund, or abolish the police. And illegal immigration, they have no plan to stop. They don't want to stop. Their plan is more illegal immigration, more chaos at the border. And and so their only political strategy, which you can see their cronies in the corporate media leaning in on, is distraction. They want to scream Donald Trump all day long because there is nothing on planet Earth they hate more than Donald J. Trump. They want to unleash corrupt partisans at the Department of Justice and the FBI to go after Donald Trump to try to distract people. And they want to send Joe Biden up to give the most divisive and hateful speech we have seen a president give in our lifetimes, calling half of the country fascists. They're hoping to scare people into showing up and voting for an agenda that's failing. And what's amazing, they don't they don't plan to change. They don't promise change. They promise more of the same, more of the same disastrous policy agenda. That's exactly what they promise. And as he said, they're not going to change. And they want to scare you. Fear-mongering is what liberals and Democrats do. They fear-monger because they have nothing else. They want to scare you. Be scared of Donald Trump, the mean man, the bad man. Be scared of the FBI. They're going to scare the crap out of you. You don't dare vote for Donald Trump. And don't you ever say anything nice about him, or we'll put you in jail. That's what the Gestapo did. Said anything bad about Hitler? Guess where he ended up? Dead or in jail or in a death camp. Leo Terrell, who's also black, understands that these liberals and these Democrats, no matter what the great unifier Joe Wuhan Willie O'Talabiden says, they don't want unification. They don't want any unity. They don't want even people to get along. They live, live for this. And Leo, do they want civil unrest? And basically what they want, they want civil unrest. They want citizens who depend on the police to become vigilantes. We're going to have to take matters in our own hands. And that's chaos. They are basically providing a prescription for chaos. Because without supporting the police, by basically allowing criminals to roam the street and terrorize, they're basically telling citizens, fend for yourself, and that's what's going to happen. End result, civil disorder. Couldn't describe it any better. The end result will be civil disorder because they want chaos. That's why they're telling you no police are going to come and help you. Fend for yourself. So then when you take matters into your hands, they'll say, ha, look at those MAGA Republicans, those gun worshipers. They take matters in their own hands. There's nobody to call. They already got rid of the police. 
MSNBC knows no shame. You can't shame the people that work there. You really can't. They're Martians as far as I'm concerned. They're not of this planet. Who do you think they blame for September 11th, which we just observed two days ago? They don't blame the jihadis. They've turned their attention to the domestic terrorists who are much more dangerous. They hate you. Listen to them. The people who wanted to do harm to our nation and to our way of life and our democracy, they got nothing on what this Republican Party is doing. I'm, I'm working hard to never say Republican Party again, because they're not a party, right? They're Sinn Féin to the IRA. They're, they're the PLO to Hamas. They're a dime store front for a terrorist movement. They are a destructive force in American politics. They are basically a domestic terrorist cell operating within America. Their goal is to end democracy. Leo Terrell's right. Civil disorder will be next. Because people are going to go after those kinds of people and kill them. I guarantee it. It's going to happen. Those people are going to end up dead because people are, are sick of it. So when the fighting breaks out, those are the people that are going to, everybody's coming after first. You can only take so much. Everybody has a breaking point. That is pure hatred for other Americans and not for jihadi terrorists. The enemy's here. It's us. Don't you know that? What's wrong with you? And if you don't know it, why don't you know it? Haven't you been paying attention? Where have you been? I mean, Alejandro Mayorkas knows. I would ask him, is the threat landscape changed? The threat landscape has evolved considerably over the last 20 years. We are seeing an emerging threat, of course, over the last several years of the domestic violent extremist, an ideology of hate, anti-government sentiment, false narratives propagated on online platforms, even personal grievances. So if you have anti-government sentiment, which, by the way, I possess, and I have enough for everybody, if you have anti-government sentiment, You're the enemy of the state because you don't agree with them. Personal grievances. I don't even know what they're talking about. Does that mean we know that you're criminal, Mayorkas? Does that mean we know you're a flat-out liar, someone who stands there and insults our intelligence? The border's secure. The border's closed, you asshat. And Biden, here's the president of this country, on one of the more somber occasions, the remembrance of what happened on September 11, 2001, speaking to the nation, Donald Trump, all four years that he observed the date, uplifting, talking about America coming back and never standing for that again. Biden dismisses it, dismisses September 11, 2001, and says, we're not looking at that anymore. We're looking to the future where we will control you. On this day, it is not about the past, it's about the future. We have an obligation, a duty, a responsibility to defend, preserve, and protect our democracy. Wow. From us. He made that clear. We're the enemy. Tulsi Gabbard, a former congresswoman from Hawaii, and a Democrat, at least at one point in her life, doubt that she is anymore, 
enlisted in our armed services right after 9-11, back in 2001. She feels sick right now. I feel sick right now. You know, I, like so many of my fellow service members, I enlisted because of those jihadist attacks on 9-11 to support and defend our Constitution, to protect our fellow Americans, and to go after and kill those who attacked us on that day. And it is despicable and outrageous to hear these people, to hear these people uh, say the things that they're saying, comparing our fellow Americans to terrorists. Actually worse. They literally said they are worse than Al-Qaeda terrorists. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. We're worse than Al-Qaeda terrorists. The people of January 6th, the insurrectionists. Did you ever hear of an insurrection where no weapons were used? Did you ever hear of an insurrection where no one that you were insurrecting against died from your behavior? That the only person murdered were Trump supporters, two of them. Where's the insurrection? But that word connotes bad Trump people. Semi-fascist. Tulsi Gabbard, does this show just how far they're willing to go? This just shows how far they are willing to go, pushing our country to the brink of civil war, demonizing, targeting our fellow Americans as worse than al-Qaeda terrorists, all to hold on to their power. That's all they care about. Whether you're talking about the Biden administration, these talking heads on TV, U.S. senators, the Department of Homeland Security, the people who are some of the most powerful people in our country, who have the strings of the national security apparatus at their fingertips, Targeting our fellow Americans just because they didn't vote for Joe Biden, all because they need they want to hold on to power. This this is outrageous and should be concerning to every single American. It should be Tulsi Gabbard. You're right. It should be. Sadly, it isn't because too many Americans are asleep at the switch. And if they don't wake up in time for November's midterms, you're going to get more of the same and you're going to get worse because the more they become emboldened the worse they become. The more power you grant them for the longer period of time, the more brazen they become in their lawlessness and in their silencing of any dissent. They don't want to hear a discouraging word from anybody. If you do, they have a plan for you. And it's not good. Your life will be ruined. Tulsi, is the timing of this coincidental to you? The timing of this is not an accident. We are just weeks away from the midterm elections. They are concerned that they will lose the seats that they have. And so they're, again, not caring about the consequences and the destruction to the country and the heart of the American people willing to foment this fear to say, hey, don't you dare vote for these Republicans because they voted for Trump and they are traitors and they are a greater threat to our country than al-Qaeda jihadists. And isn't it interesting when you heard these liberal media freaks say that the Republicans are worse than the jihadis, they're worse than Hamas, they're a front for Hamas. They believe the terrorists are okay. In fact, you remember, Obama wouldn't even refer to them that way. Answer the question, Hussein. Why do you still refuse to use the term racially I'm sorry, Islamic terrorist. What I have been careful about when I describe these issues 
is to make sure that we do not lump these murders into the billion Muslims that exist around the world, including in this country, who are peaceful, who are responsible. That wasn't the question. The question wasn't, should you be careful not to lump peaceful Muslims with the jihadi terrorists? The question was, why do you refuse to call them what they are? But Hussein never answered that because he's sympathetic to their cause. He's a traitor. He's one of them. For all of his faults, George W. Bush wanted to go after these people and did. Biden wants to go after us. Listen to the two of them use almost the same language, but Bush is going after terrorists abroad. Biden's coming after us, the people that he regards as domestic terrorists. I will not wait on events while dangers gather. I will not stand by as peril draws closer and closer. I will not stand by and watch. I will not stand by and watch elections in this country stolen by people who simply refuse to accept that they lost. They embrace tyranny and death as a cause and a creed. We stand for a different choice. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. Is that incredible? One president talking about terrorists who murdered 3,000 people. Another president talking about us as if we were them. Starts yelling. Do you hear him yell at us? <laughs> this this doddering old man thinks he's a tough guy. I think if someone broke through security sometime and just kicked the shit out of him, the whole country should have a, a jubilee like the Queen had. I'd love it. But it won't happen. Because we know what would happen to that person who decided he'd had enough. The Secret Service would beat the crap out of him. They'd then take him to some undisclosed place. You'd never hear from him again. He'd probably be murdered. That's the country we live in. I'm not exaggerating, and you know it. That's what would happen. And, of course, Chucky Boy Todd, up Chuck Todd, sat down with Her Royal Highness herself, heels up Harris, and through all of the whining and the nodding that she did, her voice is constantly in wine mode. She should own a winery. She could go wine there every day because that's what she does. But Chuck Todd wondered to her the Capitol coming under attack by domestic terrorists. Not quite 20 years after 9-11, the Capitol came under attack from domestic terrorists. I began by asking the vice president about how over two decades our focus has had to shift from foreign terror to the threat from within. I think it is very dangerous and I think it is very harmful and it makes us weaker. So you look at everything from the fact there are 11 people right now running for secretary of state the keepers of the integrity of the voting system of their state, who are election deniers. 
You've got... And what's that sending? What message does that send to the world? Well, you couple that with people who hold some of the highest elected offices in our country who who refuse to condemn an insurrection on January 6th. My God, they're scary. She's insane, and Todd is too. Mr. Comover. Just again, it's an insurrection. There isn't any question about it. They want you to believe that lie. And how about her? How dare 11 people run for Secretary of State in different states who don't believe the election was on the up and up? How dare them? You election deniers, you. They, they always have a name for you, don't they? You're homophobic, misogynist, racist. You're an election denier. You're a domestic terrorist. You're semi-fascist. You're MAGA Republicans. They've always got something to call you. But one thing they can never call us is traitor. But they are traitors. And that's not name-calling. That's what they are. Traitor is an actual word. It's not someone you, not something you call someone who isn't a traitor. Wouldn't make sense. They're traitors. They should be executed after they're arrested and tried. If they're charged and found guilty, they should be executed. That's what we do with traitors. And if you have to listen to that whining voice for four more years, my God, don't you want to just hang yourself? Could you imagine being married to this woman? Oh, my God. Every time she opened her mouth, I'd vomit. Good old Chuck Todd, right? Do you have a question, Chuck, for the vice president? What is a semi-fascist? Listen, I think that um, when we... Let's not get caught up in, 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 in politicizing the fact that most people in America know that it is not helpful to our country when we have people who are denying elections or trying to obstruct the outcome of an election where the largest number of people in our country voted for the president of the United States. And um, when we look at where we are, I think that we have to admit that there are um, attacks from within, to your first question, and we need to take it seriously. Attacks from within. Now, it's interesting to me, as our research assistant points out, that Heels Up Harris is calling people election deniers and thinking they should never be fit to run for office when she herself was an election denier in 2016. All of them were, by the way, led by Hilda Beast Clinton. All of them. Same people. Raskin, every one of them, who call you an election denier, fit that exact title just four years before. By the way, there's plenty of evidence to suggest that the 2020 election was fixed, was altered, that the outcome was predestined and predetermined. Plenty of overwhelming evidence attested to by over a 1,000 people, sworn affidavits, under oath, penalty of perjury. Not one person, not one election worker, any individual swore under oath that the 2000 election, or excuse me, the 2016 election was somehow illegitimate. Not one. But in 2020, over a thousand everyday Americans who worked at the polls 
There wasn't a single allegation of Republicans putting newspapers up on the windows of the the vote-counting stations to keep prying eyes out. But the liberals did it in 2020. Why? Why would you do that, Miss Election Denier? What are you hiding? Because you know what? You don't cover up windows unless you're hiding something. Does anyone have any other reason on earth why you would cover up windows to keep the people from outside watching what you're doing. And for that matter, you broke the law by not allowing the Republican counters to come in and be anywhere near where you were counting. These were all Democrats. But say that out loud and look what happens to you. Tucker Carlson pushed his liberal network, Fox, last night to the brink, I'm sure. Because he made the same point. And at Fox, they don't like it when you say there was no insurrection on January 6th. The coach of the Washington Redskins, Ron Rivera, a liberal wimp-ass that he is, fined his defensive coordinator $100,000 for calling the January 6th protest a dust-up. You either tow the party line or you get fined six figures. Or even worse, they'll get rid of you, which is next. Don't look for Jack Del Rio to be the defensive coordinator of the Redskins for too long. Stacey Abrams still runs around the country saying that she's the governor of Georgia. Still. But she's not an election denier. I think, personally, every legitimate claim about a rigged election should be investigated. Every one. They can't just run around and say, oh, that, that election was rigged, that one was rigged. You have to have some basis for it. And the investigation into the 2020 election yielded reams of evidence that it was. And it all starts with the stopping of the counting, coincidentally, in six states at the same time. What the hell's wrong with people? That doesn't get your attention? Somehow you think you can explain that? By saying, basically, go away, you election denier. Good old Heels Up Harris knows that the stakes are high. Democrats, the stakes are so high. As the president and our president made clear in Philadelphia last week, the threats we face as a nation are great. Threats to our freedom. Threats to our very democracy. And we need to speak truth about that. And so today, we all, by coming together, reaffirm that we refuse to let extremist so-called leaders dismantle our democracy. Is that beautiful? That hypocritical bitch. That's all she is. You effing liar. The people she was talking about, of course, are Democrats, liberals. We know that because what they do, as we've said many times, they project onto us what they actually do. It's amazing how often they do that. Absolutely amazing. She knows that that's what they do, so she accuses us. 
And again, every word that she speaks, Biden and all these liberals, have the unwritten message to us, don't you disagree with us, or you're a threat to democracy. And you know what we do with threats to democracy. We send the FBI on you. We sick them on you. They're like rabid dogs, the FBI. And they all think they're badasses. They got a gun and a badge. And they can listen to her talk about taking their freedoms away. No group of people in the history of this country has ever taken your freedoms away like these people have today and this Gestapo FBI. Not one time in our history has this happened. We fought England to get our freedoms. And we've never had a power in government try to take our freedoms away since then, until now. And so as they continue to try to do that, they say that you and I are trying to do it. People like us, MAGA Republicans, the party that is just a storefront for Hamas. Just try to imagine that comment by that idiot on MSNBC. <laughs> they just make it up. make it. Up. It sounds worse if they compare us to terrorists. And then they call us terrorists. They don't even compare it. The stakes are high, she says. She says there's an oath that you take. There's an oath that we always take, which is to defend and uphold our Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And um, we don't compare the two in the oath, but we know they both can exist and we must defend against it. You domestic terrorists, you, we must defend against these Trump MAGA Republicans. We take an oath. You think this woman has ever kept an oath in her life we know that the marital oath means nothing to her because she was running around banging a married guy so that she could grow in power in her political career so we know that means nothing to her so why would any other oath mean anything to her we've got a whore for a vice president a demented old man for a president can you imagine that in this country but that's what we have scary I mean, scary. And then you continue the drumbeat with Mark Warner, that sleazeball, and Hildebeest, all pointing to us as the domestic terrorists and the insurrection that took place. The stunning thing to me is here we are 20 years later, and the attack on the symbol of our democracy was not coming from terrorists, but it came from literally insurgents attacking the Capitol on January 6th. How important it is uh, to try to deal with extremism of any kind, uh, especially when it uses violence to try to achieve political and ideological uh, goals. When 9-11 occurred in those in those years, we were very focused on the foreign terrorists. Now um, we are seeing an emerging threat, of course, over the last several years of the domestic violent extremist, an ideology of hate, anti-government sentiment, false narratives propagated on online platforms, even personal grievances. Doesn't it piss you off when you listen to Mayorkas talk? And he continually says personal grievances. The same guy who says the border is closed. I got a personal grievance. It's you. 
And what's with this Hilda beast appearing everywhere all of a sudden? Good old Hildy. And Mark warned how this, these domestic terrorists. How about Mayorkas? We've seen it coming 20 years ago. It was the jihadis, but now it's right here. It's the domestic terrorists. You, you extremists, as Hillary calls you. Extremists. I got news for all of these liberals. If Trump supporters wanted to overthrow the government, they would have overthrown it. You better be careful. You better be real careful. Glenn Greenwald, who's a real journalist, and I mean a real journalist, what's the most overlooked part of the Biden regime? What is the most overlooked part of the Biden administration is that before January 6th, there was an attempt to import that war on terror, that first war on terror, onto domestic soil. Adam Schiff, one of the most authoritarian members of Congress, in addition to being one of the most pathological liars, had legislation pending that would do nothing but take that first war on terror and make it domestic. And you can look at a Wall Street Journal article on November 15th, two months before January 6th, right when Biden was declared the winner, where they said that a top priority of the Biden administration is to reintroduce the war on terror, but this time on domestic soil. So they justify it now in the wake of 1-6, even though before 1-6, this was what they were intending to do as a way of criminalizing their opposition and solidifying authoritarian powers on American soil. Is that incredible? Under the authoritarian leadership of that pathological liar, Adam Schiff, they were already planning to call us domestic terrorists before January 6th, which, by the way, the FBI encouraged and ginned up the crowd. Donald Trump Trump didn't gin up anybody. The FBI sure did, though, with their plants in the crowd. Just like Leo Terrell said earlier, they want chaos. They want you to take matters into your own into your own hands so that they can then somehow claim that you're the bad guy. They want civil unrest. They want racial division. They want violence. They want thugs on the street. What kind of a country wants rapists and murderers and thugs roaming the streets? Nobody feels safe to go out in the street. I saw a woman in Seattle, a liberal stronghold, if ever there was one, say, this is crazy. She's afraid to even go out of her house. I don't blame her. Remember, though, you're an election denier. Here's one. Marsha Fudge is her name. She's a black Democrat congresswoman. She's an election denier. Many other Americans believe that we have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. (laughs) That was 2017. Talking about Donald Trump, she said it was proven. Proven that the Russians put Donald Trump in the White House. Proven. Proven by whom? By the lie-filled dossier that Clinton paid for? By the lie-filled application for a warrant to wiretap President Trump from the FISA court? Under oath, lies. Nobody's accountable for that. What would happen to you if you lied to a court under oath and they know it? Do you think they just, ah, no big deal, no harm, no foul? Don't get too excited over it. By the way, don't do it again. You're making us look bad. Because we're not going to do anything. And they're not. They're not going to do a thing to those people. 
Hillary Clinton has broken more laws than most people ever consider breaking. And yet nothing happens to her. She's a disgusting excuse for human life, and nothing happens to her. She's not alone. There's a lot of them just like her, and nothing happens to any one of them. And they grow in arrogance. Heels up. Is there any question what must be done? I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do. Is the first request we made. Pass a bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. In particular... Over the last four years before we came in, we had less crossings of illegal aliens during Donald Trump's last year than we have in history. His policies were working. Compare his last year to Biden's first year and now Biden's second year, which is exponentially more dangerous because more of them are coming in. Not just a few more. Hundreds of thousands more. And nobody vets them. Nobody checks them. Nobody knows who they are. Nobody cares. So, yeah, she wants a pathway to citizenship. The pathway to citizenship has already been articulated by the regime. Just let them all come in. That's their pathway. Then we'll pay to fly them around the world or fly them around the country. Do you get to to fly around the country for free on the government? I don't. Do you get free health insurance? I don't, but they do. They're going to find them a job, too. Do they help you find a job? And, of course, one of their favorites is this climate change malarkey. Heels up. Do we, MAGA Republicans, downplay the impact of climate change? They downplay even deny the impact of climate change as communities are literally on fire. We made the largest investment to combat the climate crisis in history and deliver on environmental justice for people everywhere. We made the biggest investment in history. Why do I always sound like I'm whining when I talk? Because I am whining. Chuck Todd thinks she's going to be president. Listen to this asset. Some of her supporters, and there are quite a few, argue she's being set up to fail on some of those issues. But she's also well positioned to become president someday. Why? Fifteen vice presidents already have, including our current president, who was a former vice president. The president has been very clear um, that uh, he intends to run again. And if he does, I will be running with him proudly. Proudly. She can't be elected to anything on her own or anything that's legitimate. She either has to sleep with the guy who can make it happen or she has to be part of a fixed election. Otherwise, she couldn't get elected dog catcher. People hate her. She's a nothing burger. But she does lie and she does talk like a stooge, which she is. There's a lot of that going around, talking like a stooge.
I mean, it's laughable how dumb these people are. If you don't think she talks like a stooge, do you remember this? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. That's the one you want president, right? Chuck Todd. Why would they even consider that? Well, they don't. It's just him. He wants to be important again because his comrade in crime, Brian Stelter, little Humpty Dumpty himself, just got a new job. Did you see this? He got a job teaching at Harvard. That's right. He's a professor at Harvard now. First, they had the Indian, Pocahontas. Now they've got Humpty Dumpty. And he, of course, is going to lecture on all of his expertise with media and this kind of thing. (laughs) It blows you away, doesn't it? Blows me away. It's hard to take, these people. They're hard to take. And then you have the NFL with their end racism written in the end zone again. The Babylon Bee had a wonderful article on it. They said after two, remember this is a a satire site. After two seasons of fighting the evils of racism through the act of painting words on fake grass, the NFL is hoping a third year of end racism painted in the end zone will finally do the trick. (laughs) Executives of the NFL voted unanimously to fight racism with the powerful phrase spelled out in the end zone for the third year in a row, confident it will make a lasting difference. This is the year the NFL ends racism once and for all. Third time's the charm, said the commissioner, while holding a press conference surrounded by a dozen other old white members of the NFL executive committee. And they showed the courage to not dare recommend removing end racism from the end zone for fear of being canceled. But, Commissioner, how exactly do you suppose painting end racism in the end zone will actually end racism? The commissioner pointed at the journalist and screamed, racist, racist. He was summarily executed by a mob of other sports journalists and a bunch of old <clears throat> white NFL executives in the name of ending racism for good. Great stuff from the Babylon Bee. Cleo is with us. Good morning, Cleo. Good morning, Kevin. How's it going? Going well. I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show, but Lisa Gallagher was one of the people harassed by the FBI that you described yesterday, so we were able to find... Uh, one of those people. Exactly what I wanted to bring up. This is like 1930s Germany. I'm t- I'm not talking about the extermination. I'm talking about 1930s Germany when Hitler went after the Jewish people. Exactly. He gave he gave speeches about them, decrying them, blaming them for all the economic problems, and then he went after them. And that's what's happening right now in this country. People, wake up. Wake up, because that is, as I said earlier, it's not going to happen. It's happening. Can you imagine the fear in this woman as she described that scene? How could you be doing anything but shaking when you had to walk out, open your door to three armed FBI agents at your door front? It's it's terrible. Is this on MSNBC, CNN? Hell no. It should be. It never will be, and neither will the actual story of the racist Duke University 
volleyball player who called who, who told the world that a white special needs kid called her the n-word repeatedly when no one heard him no one saw it no one in a crowded gym only she heard it and she should we, be thrown out of she should be thrown out of duke absolutely she should be she should be banned from ever participating in college sports <clears throat> again but nobody has the balls to do it right and it's sickening. And yet the media said it was a done deal that the this happened. There's no questioning it, of course, because it's perfect for them. It, run, it runs right along their racial train that they can continue to cause divisiveness. So as Acosta made it up that it was not just her, it was several other black teammates. Oh, really? They didn't even allege that it was, but he just made it right. up. Yeah, Acosta. I'm, I'm telling you, man, between now and the election, this like this. Uh, Miss Gallagher, what they went after her—it's going to intensify. They're going to—they're going to keep doing it oh, until yeah. the election. They will try to scare the bejesus out of anybody. All she did was post something on Facebook. That means I'm under the microscope for sure. Well, you and me both. Yeah, it's pathetic, but you—you you have to feel like you are based on what happened to her. Just an ordinary housewife, you know, trying to get through life. Her husband's at work. Her daughter. Her daughter has to come to her bedroom and tell her there's three armed FBI agents at the door with their guns out. Can you mm-hmm. imagine the fear that goes through a woman when that happens? You know, you got you got to look at these things, people out there. I'm talking about the people out there, not just you. You got to look at you and analyze what's going on. You know what happened? This happened a day after the speech. Right. You know what happened? Biden got on the phone. He had a phone call, a party call. With with Christopher Ray and Garland, and they all cooked this up. No question. No question. That wasn't a coincidence. The day after, which is what she said, it was the day after she watched that in in an amazingly hate filled speech that even Hitler couldn't deliver. It was amazing. It was unbelievable. I mean, with the really red was. background. He's the yeah. devil. Man. He, the man is the devil. He is the devil. And it looked like he was the devil. All I needed was, a, you know, a pointed, couple of pointed ears. I mean, the, the guy looks devilish. He is devilish. And, and again, as I always point out, hates black people. Hates black people. It's the yes, biggest racist on earth. A flaming racist. And yet, people are too stupid to see it. It blows me away. I tell you, man, if, if, if they don't win over the house, in November, and the Senate, it will be unbelievable, the firestorm of repression that will start. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and I think if if they do have maintained control, I think there will be a major war in this country. There has to be. There's no other choice. There's no other choice. I'm afraid you're right. We can't live like this. People can't live in fear for the FBI to come knocking on their door every day for doing nothing wrong. Anonymous tip. Isn't that a beautiful thing? That's what cowards the FBI are. They're just blatant cowards. Yeah, and then, and then, and then Bill Barr says Christopher Ray's a good man. Yeah. Well, that tells you what William Barr is. Oh, man. William Barr is another swamp rat who's as crooked as the day is long. Will say anything to sell a book. Doesn't care who he uh, castrates uh, verbally. Doesn't care. He'll do it if it can make him another dollar. He could have stopped you. He could have stopped this when all with all the election fraud, but he refused to stop it because he was afraid he'd get in his house 
ransacked by the BLM and Antifa. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. He is a two-bit coward with a big mouth. And shame on Fox for allowing that big mouth to even come on their air and spew his lies. He is full of lies. And it's, it's, could, you, know he, he, you know what he else he could have stopped? Agreed. You know what else he could have stopped? He could have stopped all of this insurrection if he had done his job and actually investigated the, the fraud committed during the election. But he didn't even investigate it. Right. He didn't even investigate it. And all the judges across the land took the same attitude. Yes, they did. Oh, hear no evil, see no evil. We don't want those cases in front of us. We might have to make a decision, like you said about Barr. Then they'll be coming to my house. Now that's what, that's what they did to, to Kavanaugh and to Gorsuch. That was un, and Coney Barrett. That was all intimidation, not just for the Roe versus Wade case being overturned, but for future cases. That was the calling card they left, and the judges on down the line, from <laughs> district court to state court, all got the message. Yeah, don't buck them. Or oh, Antifa will be at your door. That's right. Burning down your house. Or we'll have the FBI there. Or we'll send out a, a paid assassin. Uh, it, it's my belief, and I have no doubt in this, that that assassin was paid by the liberals to go there to kill Kavanaugh, and at the last minute he chickened out. Good, good thing you, you did. But no, I don't believe for one second that anybody just gets up and goes and does that. Over abortion? Are you serious? Right. I believe you're right. You got something. You got something there. And that's quite a a fact you said about the 2016 election. No election workers claimed fraud. Yeah, none. None. Zero. Over a thousand in 2020 under oath, sworn affidavits, penalty of perjury, jail time if they're lying. They still swore to it. And none of them have been prosecuted. None of them have been charged. According to uh, left and Democrats, what they did is, is worse than in the insurrection. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? We're terrorists, though. You know that. We are extremists. We are terrorists. They always, we're, we're election deniers. As I said, they always have a name for us. Whatever they think can I, sound worse. You know, they, uh, Ted Cruz is right. Their <laughs> hatred for Donald Trump is so blindingly scary. How do you even, how do you hate anybody that much? I mean, I can't stand Obama and Clinton and Biden, and, but, but I, I would ignore them <laughs> if they weren't around. Well, he 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 taken away their power. You can't take away their power. That's why they're flailing out at him. That's exactly. You know right. how how come when when Trump was around, how come we always had the fact checkers coming out? Yeah. And this and this Jean Pierre saying everything stupid under the sun, and they don't fact check her on anything. They never fact check her. They didn't even think to not only fact check, but to even ask questions about this Duke volleyball player. They didn't even ask a question. It was just done. It was hey. Some white guy called her the N-word. It's it's done. We pronounced that it happened. Yeah. And, and why don't the White House press corps question uh, uh, question uh, the pre- uh, that, that gal and Biden on what the hell is going on? Ducey, the only one? He's the only one. Well, occasionally there's somebody. Right. But by and large, he's the only one. He's, the, he's definitely the only one of the networks that ever questions these people about their lies, but that's because all of these networks are in cohort with their lies. They all tell the same lie. And then the media carries their bucket for them. Not one word on those media outlets about Hunter Biden. Not one word. Right. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. And there never will be, you know, the only time it's going to happen 
is uh, I heard one of the congressmen this morning say that if they do get to power, he guarantees that there, these investigations will be – and he and Jim Jordan will not permit these people to run free. So I, I'm, I'm hopeful just to see what the Republicans will do. I want to see them get power. I want to see the investigations and where they go. I want, they these, gotta go, I want them uh, going to jail. They got to go full force. Full force. And they cannot be intimidated because that's what the liberals will try to do. They'll berate these people through the media. They'll send thugs to their house. They'll have the FBI at Jim Jordan's doorstep. They'll be digging up his his house as they dug up Donald Trump's house. You're right. They'll go after Jordan. They're going to go after Jordan. Oh, sure they will. Sure they will. Now, the, the good part is that we'll have the political power. The bad part is they'll still have the FBI under their control and the Department of Justice. And the CIA. So those are still going to remain under their control until Biden's out. Yeah, I know. It, it's, going to be te- it's going to be a tenuous situation. It really is. And then Trump needs to appoint one of his <laughs> best friends as the head of the FBI, whether the guy knows anything about law enforcement or not. Who cares? Just, yeah. just put someone that's loyal to you in there who's not going to corrupt the country with false and, uh, raids on people's homes. Right. What the heck? You know, other than that, the FBI can go about their crime solving. Leave us the F alone. And how about this damn media protecting this Fetterman? Isn't that See, he did a He did a smart thing by not debating. CNN said that. He, he did a smart thing. Yeah, smart thing because they know he can't get elected if he, if he debates. Oz will eat him up and spit him out. He's and, a total moron. A complete moron who wants you to think he's a member of the people with his hoodies and his tattoos he's a cool dude he can't even talk because of he had because of his stroke the washington post editorial page actually said that he needs to release his medical records because he's, he's act, asking to be a senator and he, he cannot sustain the job he can't do the job he can't even think properly he had a stroke we're not making fun of him he had a stroke he is mentally deficient he can't do it not only that the policies he has are almost worse than Biden's. He wants to release a third of the most violent criminals in the state of Pennsylvania. He wants to ban fracking, which is a huge business in Pennsylvania. I know. I mean, (laughs) these Democrats are going to vote for him because he's got a D after his name. It's so true. That's how stupid these people are. It's going to affect their own state's livelihood, and they'll still vote for him because he has a D. I saw a picture of him uh, campaigning somewhere. He's got his big upturned collar around his neck, and he looks like Bella Lugosi from Dracula. <laughs> the, original, the original Dracula, as far as I'm concerned, the only Dracula. <laughs> That's hilarious. He was That's the best. Original. He was the best Dracula. Bella Lugosi Fetterman. <laughs> Bella, I, I do, do good Bella Lugosi, but that's all right. I, <laughs> I'm telling you, you were on top of that uh, – raid story with the FBI and I'm glad you were because I had only heard it about it peripherally because you you won't hear about it um, I heard most of, more, more about it thanks to Tucker Carlson who's the only one with any balls at Fox he's the only one who takes on these insurrectionist claims and just destroys them yeah we, we, we forget they did cheat on the election it was just proven that the FBI covered up the Hunter Biden thing absolutely which influenced the election it's, it's been proven that they they fiddled with the election in, in at least that respect. I was going to say, 
if only in that respect. If none of the sure. if none of the sworn affidavits are true, which is impossible, but let's say right. that they aren't, all these thousand people have lied. You still have the Hunter Biden story that was covered up by the FBI and the media. It, it's irrefutable. Irrefutable. It's there. There's nothing they can do about it. They can't run from it, but they can certainly hide from it because they don't cover it. And if they don't cover it, most of the country doesn't know it. And by the way, you mentioned the NFL. Screw the NFL. I don't pay a bit of attention to it. It's unbelievable, isn't it? They are they are such woke cowards. It's scary. It's sickening how how <laughs> petrified they are of the mob. They're something. Yeah. They are really something. That, that that Roger Goodell is probably the most limp. You know what? That ever walked the earth. Yeah. Well, things aren't too good, Kevin. I tell you, we, they're going to go after people from now until the election. It's going to be bad. Yep, and I'm glad they're doing that. Uh, I'm not glad. I'm not wishing any evil on Americans like Lisa Gallagher. But it should show the rest of the country the extremes to which these people will go to harass you, scare you, and plant that fear. Don't you dare vote for Donald Trump, or we'll be back. Yeah, with this rhetoric of Biden's, they're not going to convince. They're not going to change everybody's minds with that. No, they're not. You know what? It, all of these things. They, they, here, here's what they run on. They run on abortion. Um, they run on the January sixth insurrection, and they run on calling us terrorists. That, that's all they can do. They yeah, don't even. Like they don't even mention the policy issues that people are concerned about. Ted Cruz outlined them. We all know inflation, security. Taxes, work. Well, that's all people want. People don't want a lot. They want to be I mean, protected. They want to have a, a job with a fair wage. And they want to be able to make decisions for themselves. That's all. I mean, it should be present in anybody's eyes, but it, it, it's a terrible condemnation in our country that so many people don't know this and don't want to believe it and still want to vote for anybody with a D in back of their name. And it's sitting right there for them. It couldn't be more more I'm, obvious. I'm stunned at their stupidity. I really it almost am. makes I tell you, it almost makes me ashamed to be an American. Yeah, and because these people are willfully ignorant. There's no way you can avoid knowing the truth anymore. These people have become so brazen; they they show it everywhere. Everything they do, they're telling you. Yeah. Don't you mess with us. Well, anyway, I'll sign off here. But that Lisa Gallagher, that lady from Jersey, what happened to her is terrible. How come this should be on the news, you know, every news source every in the country, news. But, but it's not. No, every news source should have that story, every one, and they don't. And they don't. And you want to talk reparations? She, oh, should, she should get something from the government for the fear and the ruination of her reputation in her area of where she lives. Because I guarantee you, when the FBI shows up, some people will say, well, she must have done something. <laughs> yeah. She must have done something. That's well, how don't, give me start, don't give me a start on reparations. <laughs> <laughs> about, I hear the Catholic Church in St. Louis is even disgusted. <laughs> they've discussed, they've thrown it around. That, that Archbishop guy has, has talked about it. The, Jew, the, the, uh, the Jesuits have talked about it, reparations. The Jesuits ought to keep their mouth shut. All the Catholic priests ought to keep their mouth shut because they kept their mouth shut while their brethren were running around doinking little boys. They were able to keep their mouth shut then, and they ought to keep their mouth shut now. 
The clergy doesn't know nothing about nothing. All they know is about how to say mass and how to do the confession yeah. and the confirmation and all that. That's, just stick with that. And how to cover up for pedophiles. They're good at that. And they've done a lot of that, I'm afraid. And they're real good at, t- at taking your money. They're, they're good at that and making you feel guilty about not paying them some money. They're great oh, at well. that. All right, Cleo, good stuff. All right. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Great stuff. And so right. I mean, uh, you got to be scared, folks. And I, I think we need to be. You know, I, I hate fear-mongering, but we're not fear-mongering. We're pointing out what's going on and then reflecting on it and realizing that it's happening to us. It's no longer a dream that they have. Well, we'll get these people. They're doing it. They're doing it right in front of us, and they're not going to stop. It's not going to stop. And Taco Bell's not going to stop giving you great deals. They're not going to stop. All the Taco Bell locations locally owned and operated have that great breakfast menu with a dollar crave menu, which goes, by the way, through breakfast to lunch to dinner to late night. So does the $5 crave menu. Grab yourself a double stuffed taco for a buck, a grande burrito for a buck, a grilled breakfast burrito with bacon bits, a dollar. They have AM Crunch Wraps, two of them for under $3, along with a Grande Scrambler under $3. It's amazing the prices of Taco Bell and the kind of food and the quantity of food you get for that very little bit of money. I've always said go through your sofa cushions, get some change. Go through your change compartment in your car where you know you just toss it in there when you get change. You can pay for your meals all day at Taco Bell with that. And here's where the locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations are. In Missouri and Washington, St. Clair, Union, Jackson, Cape Girardeau, Chesterfield Valley. In um, Illinois, they're in Waterloo, Troy, DeCoin, Carbondale, Springfield, Decatur, Salem, Jerseyville, and Columbia. Those are all locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations. All right, we will take a break. We're going to come back, and when we do, we'll take some calls. We'll also talk with John DePriest about his golf event at Sunset Hills Country Club in Edwardsville coming up to benefit the military. Young man, 
Slayton with you. Glad you're along for the ride on this Tuesday morning. Beautiful day out. Some beautiful fall weather the last few days. And boy, is it nice. We should take advantage of it. We'll probably get an Indian summer heat wave before it's all said and done. That's for sure. But right now, it's gorgeous out. This is the day to do something outdoors if you're going to do it. So get it going because this is the time to do it. No doubt about it. John DePriest is going to be joining us uh, momentarily to uh, talk about this event that's coming up at Sunset Hills Country Club. And it, it's it's something that John does with military events to benefit, or excuse me, to benefit military events, the military through golf events. I can't talk this morning. John Daly has been involved in the past. Uh, Big John was over at Norwood. I don't know if you went out to Norwood this past week. But they had the Ascension Classic for the uh, the um, Senior Tour. It was won by Patty Harrington of Ireland. A great lineup of players played in that. Would have been neat to go over there. It's, it's neat to see on television, though. It's, it's fun to watch that tournament held in St. Louis. I always enjoyed watching the um, U.S. Open or the PGA on from Belle Reve when they play it there. And now Norwood hosts the Senior Tour event each of the last couple of years, and hopefully that will continue to go. That would be fantastic. By the way, if you're interested, your stock market is plunging again today. The inflation report shows it's not going away, which no one thought would, but they lied to you. See, it amazes me how they can tell these pathetic lies and think anybody in their right mind would believe them. The day is coming when you're going to be accountable. You can't run from it. 
simply because you say that your spending bill will end inflation, no one with a functioning brain believes you. And you should know that the truth is coming when the reports come out, and it's not going to be what you say it is. And you know that. So why do you keep doing it? That's the $64,000 question. But they do. But anyway, it was great watching uh, the tournament from Norwood Hills Country Club. And kudos to Norwood Hills, an old North County private club that is still right there on Luke's and Hunt Boulevard. used to be very close to Northland Shopping Center. It's not Northland Shopping Center anymore. It's still a big shopping center, but it's all been redone. Remember, that was the home of Famous Bar when they would put the big giant Christmas candles up on top of the roof every year, and they would have Santa Claus arrive in a helicopter on a Saturday for the kids. Man, this was a much happier, simpler country before the advent of technology. Technology has successfully ruined our country. And you knew it would. It only any time you put search instruments in the hands of corrupt people, they're going to monitor your every move. And you knew that would happen. We didn't necessarily realize that Bill Gates was a criminal himself, but we found out. We didn't know he was a pedophile, but we found out. And now, of course, he's a climate expert. He's an expert on a lot of things, but he's mostly an expert on stealing the computer ideas from Steve Jobs. He's a good expert at that, just as Zuckerberg is stealing (laughs) the uh, Facebook idea. All right, as I mentioned, we welcome John DePriest to the show. Uh, John is the head professional at Sunset Hills Country Club in Edwardsville, Illinois. John, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Kevin. How are you? I am doing great, and you've got another big event coming up the weekend of the 2nd of October, and I was just talking about it before you called, uh, about the, all of the events that you've had at Sunset Hills that benefit different military causes and different foundations. What's what's the event coming up on the 2nd? Actually, it's the uh, 9th and 10th. of. Uh, we have a, oh, I screwed up. a dinner. That's okay. Dinner uh, Sunday night at uh, Edley's. Uh, here, just uh, over the, across the street from us here at Sunset Hills, uh, and our ground pounder scramble is at 1 p.m. on Monday, October 10th. So the 9th and 10th over at Sunset Hills Country Club, and tell us all about what surrounds the event. Well, this is a, a our major fundraiser of the year for the Heart of a Lion Foundation, which is the John Daly and uh, Purple Heart recipient, Major Ed Polito, are the founders of this organization. It also shares uh, the spotlight with PGA Hope, which was founded, actually started here in St. Louis. That's neat. Now, if people want to play, how does it work? Is it like a regular tournament? Oh, absolutely. Just give me a call. We'll get you signed up. Uh, We'll get you uh, into the the dinner, the dinner and auction uh, on uh, Sunday night. And then we'll have uh, all the the normal things here that we usually do uh, for our events. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, it's going to be a beautiful day like today. And uh, we'll have all the military veterans from the area that, that uh, participate from Jefferson Barracks in our golf programs. They will also be here as well. And are you lining the street uh, uh, side with the, fl- the little flags that I saw the last time? 
Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's become that's, a staple for that's so a cool. tradition for our events here. It is so cool, folks. If you've never been to one of these military tournaments over at Sunset Hills Country Club, you ought to go by there and just take a look at it. Is, it will give you. Ch- I get chills talking about it right now because it's it's like a majestic beauty of the American flags lining the long road that leads up to the clubhouse. It's really a beautiful uh, and very moving experience. If you haven't done it before, do it again now. John, what's the number people should call for if they want to play? Uh, just give us a call here at uh, Sunset Hills Country Club. It's area code 618-656-8088. Uh, Major Ed Polito will be here. I uh, got confirmation of that yesterday, and Beautiful. John Daly is still a a, uh, a possible. He's uh, I talked to him a little bit at the Ascension Charity Tournament at Norwood Hills, and he's going to make every effort to be here as well. Yeah, I was going to say he was just here. Um, I like that tournament. That's a fun tournament. And, uh, it's, it, you know, when they can attract guys like John Daly that people love to watch play, uh, it's going to be a successful tournament any year that they have it. And it would be fantastic if he can make it over there on the 9th of October. That would be beautiful. Yeah. This is, uh, this is his major, major, um, event, his major, uh, fundraising endeavors are through Heart of a Lion. And they, their pillars include, uh, raising money for first responders, military veterans, uh, Boys and Girls Clubs and St. Jude. That's that's their four um, wow. key folks that they that they donate to. That's really neat. That's worthwhile causes to say the least. And I know that you got involved in doing these military events through golf because you have military background in your life. Is John Daly the same? Does he have a military background in his life? You know, I don't think so. I think he just got involved through his friendship with uh, Major Plato when he was with Folds of Honor, and John, you know, did some things with them there, and uh, they decided just to start their own foundation, which uh, their logo's kind of neat. It's uh, it's the lion head cover, which is, you know, symbolic of, of John Daly, uh, surrounded with a purple background uh, overlaying a a uh, American flag. So it's uh, kind of encompasses both of their uh, – where they came from and uh you know what what they're looking to do with the organization john's been a big supporter of saint jude for years as well as the boys and girls club so uh, i think that just kind of blended well for them both together into one organization and tell us john about mr polito's story for people who don't know uh major ed was a uh ed polito was uh a he's a purple heart recipient he's he won the freedom uh medal medal of honor from the from the country uh, he was a artillery specialist in Afghanistan, lost his leg while he was there. Uh, when he came back, he, he wanted to, you know, do something. He wanted to do something to, you know, help the families of the returning soldiers that were either disabled or killed in action. And, and, uh, they, they, he started, actually started with Folds of Honor. He was one of the founding, uh, members with, uh, Colonel Dan Rooney to start Folds of Honor. And he, in the last two years has kind of branched out to start his own organization and they're pretty, they're pretty special. You know, I heard from some of the veterans that if someone needs something, they find a way to get, to get it for them. Uh, if they need a prosthetic leg, they, they are a limb, they help them get it. And it's just pretty amazing to uh, hear the stories of the people that, that this organization has helped. Boy, that's really neat. And when you're talking about this tournament on the 10th, uh, and the ninth with the dinner and the tenth for the golf, uh, people can bring a group too. They, they don't just have to come as individuals. They can bring a foursome and and all play together and know that they're donating to a great cause with all these v- v- uh, military veterans. Oh, it's a four person scramble, so we absolutely you know would love to have everybody bring a foursome. We've got uh, plenty of room at the moment. 
uh, we, we've got room for probably about uh, 10 to 12 teams. So if uh, people give me a call, we'll get you registered, get you signed up. We've got some great uh, tea gifts for everybody, uh, courtesy of Heart of a Lion and our local committees here. Uh, but, but the most important thing is, uh, you know, just honoring these veterans. They're going to be here uh, throughout the day and just, you know, helping out uh, uh, with them for the various things that, that they'll have going. The money that, that's raised will, will stay here in our, in our area. So it will certainly benefit our local first responders and, and local veterans. So neat. John DePriest from Sunset Hills Country Club in Edwardsville. And, John, your story again, because people may not have heard you tell before, your family background is military. I come from five generations of, uh, of military veterans, yes, sir. Uh, I have two uh, second cousins right now that are actually in Poland uh, from Fort Bragg. So, uh, you know, there's, there's uh, always a very special place in my heart for any veteran, uh, just because of the service, you know, from my family back since World War One, and and uh, these two young men that are that are fighting today. Man, I'm telling you, and and for those of us like me who don't have anybody that has been in a war zone at any time in their lives, it's such a great feeling of of thankfulness and gratefulness to people like yourself for what you do for all of the military heroes because these guys and gals are heroes. They're true heroes. We we talk about athletes being heroes. Good grief. It, the, well, the word shouldn't even be used. That's true. That is true. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the things that, that these uh, young men and women faced at the age of 18 to 21, the things that they saw, the things that they had to, to face and deal with, it's uh, definitely things that uh, most of us would never want to have to deal with. But thanks to them, they kept the wolves away from the door for the rest of us. <laughs> no kidding. That's for sure. Well, the tournament is the 10th of October. The dinner is Sunday night, the 9th. Sunset Hills Country Club. And by the way, if people haven't played that course, it is one of the most beautiful courses and fun courses to play in our area. How, how, you guys are celebrating your 100th anniversary, right, John? We are, yes, sir. The club was founded in 1922, so there's been some special things that have, that they've done out to renovate the golf course a little bit in, in that 100 year honor, but, it is absolutely in spectacular condition right now. It's as good as it's, as, I, as I've ever seen it. And I can testify to that, and it's the, the place that will always hold a memory in the Slayton family when my son got his first hole-in-one, and his only hole-in-one. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And our, our superintendent, Steve Velser, made sure he had the flag from that hole, too. So He was, sure uh, did. It that was, was a special day. That was one of the nicest gestures I've ever seen because it was so meaningful to my son. And when your superintendent ran, he said, you guys stay right here. I'm going to run out and get you the flag off the flag stick, which had the 100-year logo because it's your anniversary. It made it even more special. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing, there's nothing uh, more special than, than making that first hole in one. No, I'm still waiting, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always say to get a hole in one, you have to hit a great shot and be a little bit lucky. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> John, we're looking forward to it. It's October 9th and 10th and anything we can do, we can get you on again as we get closer to the uh, event. But folks, it's the 9th and the 10th. So we're running out of time. It's less than a month away. And it benefits yes. Folds of Honor and the, and the PGA Hope, and the, it's all it's all going to all great causes. The first responders here in our area, six one eight six five six eight zero eight eight, and a lot of things there for you when you go there. Uh, will Will Major Ed speak at the dinner? Oh, no question. Yeah, he uh, he will definitely be there. We're going to have some entertainment. Uh, uh, we'll have Edley's uh, out on the on the patio, so hopefully we get a beautiful night and. Uh, We'll have to have a lot of fun before we play golf the next day. Boy, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's October 9th and 10th, 
Sunset Hills Country Club, the number again, 618-656-8088. John DePriest is the head golf pro at Sunset Hills and a great guy who does things for the military all the time. So give John a call, folks. Get your group together. Have a lot of fun. It'll be a wonderful day. John, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin, and have a wonderful day. You have the same, John. Thank you. Thank you. That, folks, is a wonderful cause, and John's a wonderful guy. I'm just telling you that. It's fun to meet great people in this country, and he's one of them. And that causes, you know, he does this every year, several different events every year, and they're all benefiting first responders or military causes. And the um, Heart of a Lion Foundation, the Folds of Honor, the PJ Hope, all great, great organizations. Matt is up first. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Good morning, Mr. Slayton. Great show. It was just, uh, thank you. It was great to have Cleo make some valid points. And, you know, I called it. I've been listening for a long time to every, you know, I try to pay attention. And the thing about this quote unquote insurrection, yeah. you know, that nobody's talking about how did it end? Thousands of police officers didn't swoop in and arrest everybody and squash this quote unquote insurrection. The military didn't respond. People got tired. They made their point of view. They walked around the Capitol, a few people, full idiots, broke glass. They all walked home. And little did they know, little did they know, many of them, when they walked home, they were later accosted by FBI agents, arrested and charged, some given prison sentences. Unbelievable. This FBI went looking for innocent people rather than protecting this country, which is their job. They decided to attack American citizens, and the attack goes on. And it hasn't ended, exactly. But it, that's it. That's, if this was such a horrendous event, nobody's talking that. how did it end. How did it end? Yeah. They went home peacefully. <laughs> it, people got tired. That, there wasn't, I don't think, one official arrest that day. That's not, how, some, that's not how insurrections end. Right. You call in the military, you call in thousands of reserve police officers and you clear the streets like all the um, all the riots in 19 and 2020. That's an insurrection. Well, you see these real insurrections in other countries and you see how those end. There's a lot of bloodshed. Uh, It's it's usually coming from the military to try to overthrow the government, which I and I wish our military would. But. Uh, perhaps that's down the line. Who knows what side they're on. But this was one of the most peaceful protests ever until a few knuckleheads decided to do stupid stuff. But even that, even that wasn't some heinous crime. And as you said, it's a violation. It's a fine. It's a weekend in jail. And you go on. Exactly. It's not, it's not a year in solitary confinement. And these poor spouses are just taking everything they have just to get word back and forth to each other. Yeah, they won't even let them visit. I mean, the, you would think these were real terrorists. Yeah, that's the, the terrorists at Guantanamo Bay are treated better than these January sixth political prisoners are treated. And, and here's the other sick thing: is these stupid Republicans, these criminals, are so afraid of losing power that somebody is going to do to them what they've been doing to the rest of the country. That that's why they're acting this way. You mean the but Democrats? Just like, yeah, the Democrats. And just like Trump let it go and just ran the country as he should have, I don't think anybody, even if DeSantis gets into power, whoever wins, I don't think anybody's going to turn around and arrest these people and do to them what's been done to us. And it needs to be done. Not only that, 
I think the investigations are coming. Now, here's something that's important. If Jim Jordan starts investigating these criminals, make sure that the, the investigation lasts a couple of years so that a new president will be in there. Because if, if you charge them when Biden's there, he'll pardon them on his way out. Exactly. That's why the Hunter thing doesn't even matter. We all know what happened. And the minute somebody puts a charge on him, he's going to get pardoned. I mean, well, that's why they're – At least silly. the country would know how corrupt the old man is. If he, if he pardons his corrupt son. <laughs> right. That's the thing. I guess they say, you know, take it to a vote so you can get it on paper. We already know it, though. And I hate to say it, and I try to be a good Christian, and this is awful, but I pray, I pray every day that Greitens, some special forces guy out there, gets 40 or 50 of his buddies and starts assassinating these criminals of our country. I've taken the vow four times against all enemies foreign and domestic and i wish these guys would uphold that vow and you know what that doesn't sound radical to me in in another day in another era it would have been radical but it's not radical because these are enemies of the state and again they project upon us exactly what they are now they want to silence and destroy the lives of us why aren't we silencing and destroying their lives i believe it has to happen because if it doesn't it'll never end it, that, I was just going to say that they're never going to stop until no. they get their way. They're never going to stop till they have both houses. They have one party ruling us and we're completely under their thumb. This that's what, what, that's what that's what they're looking for. And they're desperate for it. Boy, I tell and you, what, it, as bad as it is right now, it, it can't it can be worse. And, and look over the last seven years. How many people have gone and assassinated and tried to assassinate politicians who's committing crimes? The left. The left has done everything they're talking about and done. The right goes about their day, raises their children, pays their taxes, unfortunately, shows up and vote and live their life. There's never been a radical from the right that I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, I haven't either. And and you, no. when, when you talk about assassinations, you're t- the, it's, it's leftists that go to Kavanaugh's house to assassinate him. It's a guy from mm-hmm. Belleville who goes to the baseball field where the, uh, the Republicans are practicing for a charity game. Right. And, and shoots them up, doesn't just try to, he actually does shoot at them until he's killed by police. So you're right again, here are the real domestic terrorists, and it turns out they're liberals. All of them. It's, they want to destroy this country. They, they're trying to get rid of democracy. And it's every time they open their mouth, they're talking about themselves. And I'm glad you pointed out. But it's not pointed out enough. And unfortunately, we only have two channels. If Newsmax and Less than half a fox. And it is sickening, just sickening. They get away with it. They they bloviate. They run their mouths. And as you pointed out, they're talking about themselves. It's, Boy, uh, that is so damn true. And it's, it's just sad. That's why everybody's getting so – and they are pushing us to do something violent, like you said earlier. And then they're going to say, see, the right's radical. No, we've had enough. Had enough. And we're trying not to get violent. But it is it, – even if we succeed, the only people are going to get hurt if there's a secession are people that are reti- federal retirees, military veterans, because they're going to lose their pension because the national uh, the national bank's going to go bankrupt. I mean, they'll they'll have to. That's the only people that are going to get hurt. Great stuff, and it's Matt. A shame. Great yeah, stuff. appreciate it. Keep it up. We try to stay calm, but when the point comes. I mean, it's coming. They're forcing the issue, and it's just well, sad. you're right. And and soldiers, military people have taken that oath. Domestic 
and foreign. So when we ha- they they continually cite that these liberals do as if we're the, we're trying to destroy somebody. It's, it's it's laughable really at their stupidity. But there are people who believe that bullshit, but not not too many. Enough. The ones getting their way do. I mean, oh, yeah. look, this transgenderism is less than one percent, and they're and it's out there all the time, right? And they're getting their way. It's all of, all of it's less than one percent. It is, as I said earlier, this this country is so bizarre that the overwhelming majority caves into the barely existing minority. And you don't hear anything from blue dog Democrats. No, nothing, nothing from middle of the road Democrats. No, you nothing. don't. Nothing. All right, Matt. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. Good morning. You're on the Window World Kings Court. How are you? Uh, good morning, Kevin. This is Andrew. How are you? I'm good, Andrew. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. It's all, uh, just it's always, to give you it's uh, always great a little to hear bit of information. You. Yes, please do. Please do, because it's always uh, great to hear from you. Uh, just real quick on the political front, and I'd like to go back to just being Andrew the caller. But on the political front, uh, we were able to secure this weekend the full endorsement of the Paternal Order of Police. Wow. So that that is great for our uh, campaign. That Nothing, is sensational. That's unprecedented. That is sensational. So that's the for, for folks who are new to the show, Andrew is running against Cory Bush for that congressional seat and now has the backing of the Fraternal Order of Police. That is a coup, and man, praise God, he's looking out for you. Let's yes, go. Sir. Let's get Andrew elected, folks. If you're in that district, you've got to get out and vote, and you've got to make the proper choice. And I agree with you, Kevin. I'm a little biased for myself, but uh, well, that, that would be natural. But yeah. we're also looking to get in the support from the uh, fire, fire department, and the EMS and things of that nature. So organizations and institutions like that. So we're slowly but surely chopping that tree down, That's... and uh, we're hoping to get the uh, the kindling and the firewood out of that to make this burn uh, the Cory Bush down. I That's... tell you, we got to get her out of there, and I'm working hard at it. She is a danger to America, and she's a danger to that district. And, folks, you've got to look at it. You've, you've seen her act now for a couple of years. If you live in that district, she's not helping you at all. And as usual, like I mentioned to you before, they're, they're continuing with the uh, media blackout, but we're getting things done despite that, that uh, lack of support. It is so we'll un- just keep fighting hard and trying to be smart in our approach. And, uh, again, the, the biggest thing for me is that if, when I do get in front of an organization, institution, or people, I tend to sway them to see the other side of the uh, issues and uh, wake, awaken them, so to speak, to look thinking about things that are more appropriate, proper, and just things that make sense. Absolutely. And your inv- your your involvement is for the people. Her involvement is for Cori Bush. Correct. And and, and, and the organi- organization and institutions that she represents who have an agenda to, to – and, and you say it all the time. They don't like this country. They have grievances. They have envy. They are incompetent, so they have to muddy things up in order to keep themselves into the game because we're talking about the merits of anything that they've accomplished. I've never seen it, and I've been searching and trying to look for it. Nothing that they stand for does anything for the promotion and the value systems of our country to keep us in the prominent position that we deserve to be in, and they are absolutely trying to fight against that because they have nothing else to offer. They have nothing else to offer, and they really do hate the country, and and that's what sickens me. Is the is the state uh, GOP or the national GOP helping you at all? Uh, not really, but we're and, and and I don't even get upset about that, Kevin, because again, it goes back to the basic fundamentals of accountability, uh, responsibility, obligation, duty, 
all of those types of things. And forgive me if I sound a little uh, mushy mushy today. Uh, I just had oral surgery, oh. and so everything's trying to heal in my mouth. So and I'm telling you, this is one of the worst things I've ever experienced. Oh. When they peel back your peel back your gums and all of that stuff, it's, it's incredibly sore, and uh, I'm slowly but surely healing up. Well, you sound fine, so you're fighting it very well. Well, thank you. Hey, hey Kevin, if, if you can, because I know it's running short on time, I just want to ask you this. Can you explain to me, and the gentleman, may, and I swear to God, this is what I was going to call to ask you today. Can you name me the conservative media that exists? Because I hear this constantly, and it's refrained from people saying, well, the media is uh, is protecting Donald Trump. And I look at people, and, I, and, and you know, I really believe that most people, significant numbers of people, are attitudinally and uh, everything else, you know, I mention it all the time. They're, they're, they're uh, illiterate. But to say that the the media is predominantly conservative, conservative, I'm trying to determine where they are. Yeah, I would like them to identify one news outlet, whether it's Fox or anybody, Newsmax, OAN, any of them. Name me one that is really a conservative uh, media and, and Newsmax and OAN are relatively new to the scene. So while they are more yeah. conservative than Fox, they don't have the viewership uh, that could help or hurt Donald Trump at this point. Although they're outdrawing CNN, so they're 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 building very quickly. But you see so many of these cable carriers trying to block them because the liberals don't want that conservative message out. They know who's actually going to give a conservative message. But yeah, what what conservative media is protecting Donald Trump? It's laughable. I tried to I tried to write a list, Kevin, and I only came up with the two you just mentioned and the other gentleman mentioned. Everyone else is 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 center left or left? Absolutely, and mostly are left, and some are left yeah. of left. It's, yeah, it's, and I was being, I was being a little bit generous when I say center left, but yeah, they're left exactly. But when you look at what uh, Donald Trump has done, coming down that elevator. He threatened to expose all of the buddies because he knows where all the uh, dead bodies are. He knows where they are. And I think everyone was scared of that. They also want to send a message to any other good people who want to try to run. This is what you're going to face when you run. And most people will just say, man, I'm not going to do this to my family. That's and exactly I, I, I think right. this is one of the mis- messages relative to Donald Trump. I really don't think they hate Donald Trump. They want to, they want to make sure that no one else like Trump gets involved or people get involved. They just hate the country in general, and they're just leveraging Donald Trump. That's a great point. Because, again, they have nothing else to present. That's a great point. And Trump himself has said, they're not after me, they're after you, but I'm in the way. And and that's very true, and you're exactly right. He's exposed them, he's peeled the curtain back, they hate that, and you're right. The message is clear. Anyone who else who thinks they can do this, here's what we're going to do to you, and it'll be worse for you because you're not a billionaire. He can at least fight that's him. right. Most of us can't fight him. That's right. He can insulate himself. But, again, if we have enough people doing their responsibility as citizens, we can over- overcome these guys and get us back into a, uh, in a momentum state where we can benefit the, not only ourselves individually, but we also have to talk about the prosperity. The prosperity of this country is our children, our grandchildren. I know you love your granddaughter and you want to see a phenomenal world waiting for her so she has opportunity. But right now they're trying to negate all of that because I've noticed one thing that they hate is some level of competence and competition. Because when you open up the world to what we say are the basic fundamental values of this country, they don't have anything to offer. 
No, they, they have very little offer, and that's what I think the real problem is. They know that they can't get out and compete with the real stalwarts that live in this country. No, and you're right when you say they hate this country. They hate everything about us. They hate our freedoms. They hate democracy. They want an authoritarian government as long as it's them, and they want a dictatorship mm-hmm. as long as it's them. And when you say people get out and do what you can do, and I've said this all along, whatever, even if it's a small thing like – like be a poll worker. You can. I, I found this website through my researches and SaveYourRepublic.org. SaveYourRepublic.org. You can sign up there to be a poll worker at your own location. So that's a small thing, folks, but it's important. It's important to be absolutely. at these polls. You're absolutely right, Kevin. And everything I say to people right now, this is a grassroots movement relative to what I'm trying to do. We're getting a lot of people on board, even some of the moderate Democrats who are just saying that they just can't can't take it anymore with Cory Bush, and they have buyer's remorse. And I always tell people, things can always get worse. When they voted against Clay, they said, we just want to get him out there, out of the office. But now look what you put in and promote it. So I'm hoping that people get out, spread the word, because we can be there in that capacity. And I'll give you some numbers the next time I give you a call that shows you that it's shockingly uh, uh, above board and the numbers are, away, uh, are out there that you can see the majority of people are not for Cory Bush. Now what are you going to do is the real question to get her out. That's right. And, you know, like you said, they, they wanted uh, him out so badly. But always beware of the monster you know as opposed to the monster you don't know. And, and You're right. at, at least you knew what he was about. Look what she's done. And now we know what she's about, so it's time to bring you in. We got to yeah. – that district has to clean it up and get rid of these lousy, rotten communists and these people that hate America. You know, these power, yeah. these power-hungry people. She literally hates America. She hates every American. She's a bigot. She's a racist. But, boy, she knows how to line her pockets. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, I don't want to keep you long. I'll give you a call so I can uh, talk about a few other things. But I would love to get in, in touch with Cleo. I believe he's out in Webster Grove or something like that. Yes, he, he may is. have mentioned before, and I like – I like to talk to some people about uh, Meacham, talk to him about Meacham Park, how we can try to uh, penetrate that area and talk to them and try to get them to really reject Corey Bush as well. I will talk with him, and I'll get a meeting together with you guys. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate the call. Hope Keep you feel better. Work. Yes, sir. All right, Bye. thank you. That's great news. The Fraternal Order of Police supporting and endorsing Andrew Jones for that congressional seat in that district of Corey Bush. Good grief. It's got to happen. I can't wait to hear those numbers. Can't wait. Isn't it sickening about the, the, the Republican Party, though, not helping? You cannot write off any congressional race simply because you know Soros is going to donate money. We have donors. The Republicans have wealthy donors. Get some of that money into this race. This would be a huge flip for the Republicans if they could pull it off. Huge. It's been controlled by the Clay family forever, and now she's in there. Before she gets entrenched, let's get her out. She's bad for America. She's bad for St. Louis. All right, that's going to wrap us, folks, for this morning. But we're back fighting the good fight again tomorrow. We'll have Graham Spanier on the show tomorrow, the former president of Penn State who's written a new book called In the Lion's Den. He was right in the middle of the Sandusky scandal, and you won't believe the things he has to tell us. That's tomorrow. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.